Well, here we are, gentlemen. The official 2022 TV show draft. I will explain more about what that means in just a minute. But before I do, let's talk to uh, the whole panel here. I have a whole panel of some of my favorite, not only my favorite friends, but my favorite podcasters or YouTubers as well. Let's start with uh, my buddy, Michael from Nerd Soul. How are you, Michael? Hey, I'm doing well. Good to see you. N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L, Hip Hop and Geek. We're talking TV. I'm, I'm excited. It's a good day. It's sunny out here in beautiful Southern California. <laughs> so I'm ready. That's perfect. And by the way, I've <laughs> talked with Michael already about a lot of TV shows this year, whether it was Star Wars or Marvel. True. So I, I have some context into uh, what he thinks and what I think. So we'll see where that goes. I'm also here. Uh, I have been a guest recently on OG's channel, but OG55. Talks about um, Disney theme parks mostly, but the Disney Corporation as a whole. What's up, OG? What's up, Jay? Thank you so much for having me on, brother. I do appreciate it. Yeah, we were gonna have uh, we were gonna have Dre, uh, one of the other members of OG Fifty Five, uh, Vash Guy. You can check out him out at um, at Vash Guy, and he messaged me and he goes. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't I haven't watched enough TV. I'm like, dude, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. You just have to let us know if he drops by in the comments. I'll have to let us know what he thinks of our choices for TV. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, tell us about some of the recent shows you've had and where you direct people to go check 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 you out. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so it's Orange Grove Fifty Five on YouTube. Um, we we kind of center a lot of our discussions and analysis on the theme parks like mostly the anaheim parks but we do dip into walt disney world a lot of the uh the corporate stuff going on with like bob chapek and all that stuff we dive into nerd culture and uh, the marvel shows and star wars and all that good stuff so a real eclectic mix over there at og55 but like you know we do really kind of focus mostly on the theme parks again orange Row 55 on youtube yeah, check it. Go check it out for sure. And by the way, uh, Theme Park Casual says, "Hey kids!" And Theme Park Casual is such a cool person. I was yes, he, he heard that I was struggling with the uh, the COVID long hauler stuff, which I'm still struggling with. And he <laughs> reached out to me and said, "What's up?" And and I just really appreciated him for that. So thank you, Theme Park Casual. Uh, and last but not least, on our panel of drafters of TV shows, <laughs> is my buddy Josh Taylor from Modern Mouse. That's How me. Are you, sir? That is you. Uh, I know it's, it's been really good. Uh, I I'm dumb and I just did this instead of trying to promote myself. Uh, but you can see Modern Mouse is, is my YouTube channel, uh, and I typically talk about uh, animation and actually television. So this works out perfectly. Yeah, cool. yeah, this does work out perfectly because I argue with Josh a lot about TV shows too. It's true, and I think so. I tried to put together a list of TV shows that. I don't think people would talk about. So you know no, what? You man. always do that because you're a little bit of a contrarian. Every time I have Josh yeah. on a show, he's like, I'm gonna say some things that people have never heard before. I'm like, all right, here we go. What is he gonna say next? <laughs> it's always good. That's why I like having him on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why we're friends. So the way this is gonna work is now I've done a bunch of shows. You can go back into the catalog of Story Geek shows, I've done a bunch of shows where we talked about top fives or top tens or whatever. Inevitably. We all end up talking about the same things and <laughs> we all end up saying these are my favorites and these are not my favorites. And then somebody has one show at number one, but then somebody else who has that show at number five talks about it first. And then it's like, oh, we spoiled like what the number one was going to be. And it's a giant mess. So I thought, hey, let's just switch it up. Let's do something different. And now I'm going to show you what we're going to do today. We have a whole draft. 
And so if you don't watch sports, don't worry about it. A draft <laughs> just means when you select people to be on your team. So we're going to be able to basically select TV shows to be on our team. But once someone selects a TV show, it's off the board. Nobody else can select the same TV <laughs> show. Now, we will talk our top fives at the end of the show, so you can stay, out, stay and hang out with us and, and talk about that afterwards. But we're going to make sure that we don't um, overlap by picking the same shows. I already randomized the order of who would go first. And it looks like Josh Taylor uh, from Modern Mouse has the first choice in the draft. But since he already told us he's going to choose weird shows, now I'm not worried about it. Now I'm like, okay, my show is still going to probably be on the board if he, if he goes off, <laughs> off the rails and chooses some <laughs> weird shows. Um, so we're going to do this in round robin style too. So Josh will go first, then Orange Grove 55, then Nerd Soul, then the Story Geeks, me. And then I get to pick two because we go round robin. So then we go back through the list. So then Nerd Soul will pick one again and then Orange Grove and then Modern Mouse. So that's the way this will go down. If you're in the chat, then let us know if we're doing a good job or a bad job or let us know which shows <laughs> you would have chosen if you were in the draft and which show you would pick first. I'm interested in that as well. And then once we're done drafting our, our five shows, we're each going to do five. Uh, you can let us know which one you think, has, which person you think has the best draft, which I think will be interesting. Um, so, Josh, yeah. you're up first, man. Like you get you have the whole board cool. in front of you. Sweet. Uh -oh. Yeah. And. And I will say it is my pick is on here. So at least it wasn't ah. like super left field. Okay. Um, okay. It's my favorite show of last year. And I felt like this season this year was on par with it uh, okay. for season two, which is only murders in the building. Uh, only, uh, I've heard that's great, but I haven't watched it yet. You need <laughs> Same. Same. Only, only murders it's in my list, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> the first season was excellent. Uh, there's several. I mean, each season is only 10 episodes, like a lot of shows these days from streaming services. Um, but it was a great introduction to a lot of the characters. Um, Steve Martin, Martin Short, obviously a great like comedy duo dating decades back. Um, but then you've got like so many other interesting characters mm. in the show. And what's great about it is it it is a murder mystery that mm -hmm. is actually pretty difficult to predict. Mm, um, wow. and, go, and it is fascinating for me, being somebody who came from the podcasting realm, because it's a show about people who love murder mystery podcasts getting together to solve a murder mystery to create a podcast. And then leading into season two, another murder happens within the building that they live in. So once again, it's time it to work. Yeah, right. They should, <laughs> but they are not. Is this breaking news that the show is actually a biography of Josh Taylor? No. <laughs> oh, bummer. I wish it was. Yeah, I'd be no. more likely to watch it. You know why? I don't, you know why I haven't seen it yet? Because I don't have Apple TV. It's not Apple TV. It's Hulu. Uh, it's on I don't have Hulu either. <laughs> so bummer. <laughs> I don't have either one. I don't have the Disney bundle. I just have that... just Disney Plus. Well, I got more Hulu coming up for you, so. Oh, man. I got to get Hulu now. <laughs> I've got more Hulu on the way. <laughs> All right. So none of us have seen that, but it seems to be a good choice because everyone I know that has seen it has told me it's amazing. So that so, I'm not going to I'm not gonna criticize you on that one. But, OG, what do you got? What do you got for your number one choice? The board is pretty clear still. All right. My number one choice is a show called The Patient. It's a new show. It's on Netflix uh, starring Steve Carell and Domhnall Gleeson. Uh, very interesting show. Basically, a synopsis, basically the kind of basic storyline is that um, Steve Carell, he plays a, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, right? 
Okay. And he has a patient who's got mental illness. Well, the this this patient uh, is like addicted to like killing people. So he oh, no. he kid yeah, it's crazy. So he he kidnaps Steve Carell, <laughs> the, the the therapist, and he 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 kidnaps him and like uh, chains him up to to the bed at his house, and he's like forcing like therapy sessions with this guy. And it, it, it's it's really like very like it's it's weird. It's like very tense because mm. Steve Carell has to like convince this guy not, not like to kind of um, stop murdering people. <laughs> and he kind of fears for his own life because like, hey, if he messes up and, and, and this guy goes off the rails, he'll be dead. Right. Yeah. So it, it's 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 a really good show. It's actually not even I don't even think season one is actually even done yet. It's a pretty new show. I think it's only like maybe five or six episodes in Steve Carell crushes it i mean absolutely wow. crushes it domnell gleason's amazing i mean it's it's a really fascinating show it reminds me of that um that old uh what that old movie where the woman she's kidnaps the author i forgot the name is oh misery oh, misery misery what was that does he break his foot <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Maybe, it's, it's, maybe the next episode that'll be the maybe first. maybe yeah <laughs> it's 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 crazy though it's it's a good show really good highly recommend that's that sounds awesome dude i haven't seen either of the top two choices of you gentlemen i have not even <laughs> i barely even heard of the patient so that's good that's good stuff uh i think all the thing all of the tv shows on my list i think you guys have you're gonna be very familiar with but maybe not so, so Michael, Nerd Soul, you got the board is still pretty open. What do you go with first? Uh, the show that I will be reviewing today, later on, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Ah, nice. Atlanta is a show. It's in its final season. There's only like, I don't know, four or five episodes left. But Atlanta is a show that is weird, funny, <laughs> crazy. It, it's... Donald Glover and Hiro Murai are killing it. it. It's supposed to be about three friends. Uh, one is a rapper. Another is kind of like a hanger on. While mm -hmm. Donald Glover's character, Earn, is, a, is uh, the manager of the rapper named Paperboy. But mm -hmm. the journey through Atlanta and where music <laughs> takes them gets weird. It gets crazy. Wow. They go overseas. It gets weird and crazy. And it's just... It's surreal and funny and deep and silly all at the same time. Uh, there's horror in it. There's faux documentaries. There's fake TV stations with fake commercials. There's. It's really, it's a very interesting show and I'm going to miss it when it's gone. But Atlanta, I got to put that on first because I love Atlanta. Atlanta is an awesome show. It's on FX. It's, it's dope. It's really oh. excellent, yeah. Now, which, you said it's on FX. Are they going to plan on putting it on any streaming services? Uh, it's on um, Hulu, it's on my Hulu. guy. Oh. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on Hulu. <laughs> Where's, the patient? Hulu Where's the patient on? What's that one That's on? on Netflix. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, At least I can watch something. The patient on is on Netflix. All right, I'll, I'll put that in my list. The patient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to have that on my list, too. All right, cool. Well, I, I by the way, I didn't tell you guys, but um, I'm wearing my, my Walt Disney World 50th anniversary hat in honor of OG55 and Josh Taylor. Ah, since they're both Disney nice. podcasters. <laughs> if you're watching. If you're watching, I'm still paying you money. I'm still, I'm still giving you money, man. Like, hey. um, I told Josh, I told Josh, I messaged Josh, I go, dude, I, I really want to buy this hat, but I don't want to, I don't want to spend money on this hat. And he's like, 
bro, buy the hat. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> yeah. I bought the hat. Uh, and I'm also wearing my Better Call Saul t-shirt. So I don't know. That might mean ah. that that's coming up. But not not yet. I'm not picking Better Call Saul as my number one. As good as that show is. As good as that show is. My favorite show of all time. And I think it had its best season yet in 2022. Is Stranger Things. Stranger Ooh. Things. So that's my pick. I love Fire. Stranger Things so much. Stranger yeah. Things, it's, it's been hot. It's been hot. It's hot. Yep. It's so good. And and every time, okay. I think I've watched through the series now at least three times, all the way from episode wow. one through. Um, and every time I watch, I find something new. Every time I watch, I still get pulled into the emotional sequences from it. Uh, it is not a show that I would have thought that I'd be watching because I'm not necessarily a big horror guy. Uh, but it has just enough horror, just enough sci-fi, just enough um, really compelling emotional drama uh, to uh, pull me in. So, yeah, that's my number one. That's my number one show. And then I get to pick a number two show, which makes me really happy because most of mine are not on here. And now I will go back. I will draw from the uh, clothing I am wearing, and I'm going to go Better Call Saul. The ah. final season aired this year. Nice. And Better Call Saul, in my opinion, um, is one of the best written series of television I've ever seen. One of the best directed, one of the best acted. It is top tier. It's not your average like uh, action-packed show. It's going to be heavy on the drama, heavy on the relationships. Um, but Bob Odenkirk and um, uh, Ray, I can't remember her last name, Ray Seahorn. Yeah, yeah, nobody. The guy, the guy from Nobody. Um, but the cast and crew of this show is just phenomenal. So I am, I am one hundred percent behind that. All right, I've Michael, you got your. Uh, you've never watched it? No, uh, I tried. I, I have to get so my wife through Breaking Bad first. Oh yeah, then yeah, yeah. we can watch Better Call Saul together. Even though Better yeah. Call Saul is a prequel, still, you know, <laughs> yeah, she'll yeah. know who he is. When we go to watch that, so but yeah. Breaking Bad was a wild show. Well, I was late to that so party. I, I binged it last year and it uh, blew my mind, absolutely yeah. blew my mind, man. Yeah, and Better Call Saul is basically taking one of the most compelling characters in a show full of compelling characters and saying, What if we did a prequel, but about how it's basically, it's basically like, okay, so if Walter White broke bad, what did it look like for? you know, Jimmy McGill or, uh, or better call Saul. Um, what did it look like? Saul Goodman. What did it look like for him to break that? Which is Goodman. just so, so cool. Yeah. Saul awesome. Goodman, it's great. <laughs> All right, Michael, what do you got at your number two? What is your number uh, two pick? There's going to be some mad people. I know, I know this show seems to have split the fandom, I guess, or maybe not, but uh -oh, where is this Discovery going? Discovery has been oh, incredible since I started watching it. Wow. Uh, the production quality, the fight sequences, the acting. Um, now, this is also being said from someone who's not seen every single stitch of Star Trek in their lives and knows every, I, I honestly, I do not. So some things <laughs> that might, you know, burn other people up, it doesn't burn me up. Like I, I've seen... I know Deep Space Nine. I know a little bit of the next generation, but as far as you know, those people that know, they could be like, this happened in episode 13 of Voyager at the 24 minute mark and fit. No, I'm not one of those people. But I'm very entertained. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is just a treasure. She should have been, people should have been up on her back in the 90s. 
uh, Sonequa with Martin Green. Every like uh, even um, the guy who plays like Hugh and the newer Adira characters and stuff like that. It just comes through. I I love it. And in general, Star Trek for me is back. Uh, you will see Star Trek again in my list. But Star Trek is back. I, for all the people that are like, hey, we don't like Star Trek, you have like four Star Trek shows now. Like, there's no reason to complain. There's something out there for you. But Star Trek Discovery, I love it. I gotta give. Cool. I gotta give that. That's my second pick. That's a really good. That's a really good lesson for Star Wars fans that yes. something can come back, right? Like right. you can come back around just because you got one bad episode of one bad show doesn't right. mean that it won't come back around to be amazing in some other ways. That's cool. That's cool. Hundred percent. All right, OG. So you have for you to your your second one. All right. So this is interesting. This one is actually an older show, but they had they had their not their final season, but their season nine this year. Um, I'm going with NBC's The Blacklist with James Spader. Oh, nice. Yes. They did I, have an episode this this year? They yeah, they had a season this year. Yeah. Season nine. That's yeah. I, I, I thought the show was over. That means I <laughs> it's it, it's still going. It's I think they actually got just got greenlit for season 10 not too long ago, too. Okay. It's been going on forever. Wow. So yeah, blacklist, yes. Oh, it's so good. And James Spader, I mean, this guy could like read the phone book and I would be like on the edge of my seat, you know, he's just, he's so interesting and he really does make the show, but I just, I don't know. It's a really cool concept. This, this kind of like international kind of white collar criminal, the FBI kind of brings him in as like a, like an asset to help them kind of, uh, you know, um, cracked some of these cases and, and, and bring a lot of people to justice. It's just a really, really good show. Uh, James Spader, he's working with the FBI, but he, but he crosses that line. He's, mm. you know, he, he, he commits crimes to, to kind of put bad people away. And there's a lot of that in there. And I just, I absolutely dig this show. This, this is one of the few shows I've stuck with for this long. I mean, the show I think came out in 2013. It's almost been 10 years. I've watched every <laughs> season. Absolutely love it. That's like, awesome. Liz has been married. Well, no, she didn't divorce. He died, and like tons of yeah. The show was it's awesome. Wild. I thought it was over. So now I can go Hulu, right? Netflix. Netflix. Oh, okay, okay. Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Finally, another Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I got to check that out too. I will say that James Spader is whenever he's on a late night talk show is one of the most interesting interviews. Cause the dude talks about the weirdest stuff yeah. in a way that is so compelling. <laughs> he was talking to Jimmy Fallon one time about how loud he was playing his music in his apartment. And I was like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> this is so bizarre, dude, but he's really wild. interesting guy. Yeah. Really, really interesting guy. Good choice. Good choice. Like, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to watch it. Fantastic. All right, Mr. Modern mouse. Only murders in the building. What are you coming back with? Number two. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is one that would be on a lot of people's lists. So this is like my only like kind of freebie, but uh, it's Andor. Um, I know it's not, I know it's not done, but like, man, it checks off so many boxes for me. Um, I'm a big fan of like the political, like religious side of Star Wars. And this is my hot take. And I know that this is not everybody. So, you know, prepare. But like, non- <laughs> wait, hold on, Josh, hot take incoming. Non-Skywalker <laughs> Star Wars is the better Star Wars. Oh, bro, double stamp on that. I yeah. totally agree with you. I'm so done. I don't want to hear about. Hold on. 
I don't want to hear about Luke. I don't want to hear about Leia. I don't want to hear about Han. None of that stuff. I just like give me something different and weird yeah. and like something like this that just like aesthetically looks like Star Wars more than anything I've seen. Mm. Um, and it plays into kind of like what that political, like how we got to these like extremist political sides. Um, I'm down for it. So, and I know, I know it's a hot take. It's not for everybody. Everybody loves a little Skywalker action. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm completely fine with the sky. Cause in my mind, I thought you were talking about Jedi, but Skywalker is just a person. So cool. Um, as long as we can still get our Jedi's. Yes, <laughs> and I also the more I watch, I, I talked with uh, Jay about this. This is what I meant about politics being interesting from yeah. the prequels. Mm-hmm. Like politics can be interesting. You're just not doing it. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. Because like, yeah, Andor. Even this week, like Dave, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that show. And and, so, and Michael, I, I agree with you. More Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> i'm also i'm with josh i'm a i'm a i'm a more like i don't need so here's here's another hot take that i'm gonna put on top of josh's but i think Uh-oh. it's one of the reasons that Uh-oh. he puts he puts it out there i am sick and tired of the hero's journey and star wars trying to copy the hero's journey down i do not need hero's journey stuff like just give me some different storylines in this world and andor is doing that and andor is I'll say this. I think Andor is easily the best, the best made Star Wars. It's the best produced. Yeah. It's the best directed. I think it's the best written. Oh. It's not my favorite <laughs> Are Star we talking Wars. About shows only or shows and movies? Shows and movies, man. I'm going to go out there and say all of the above. Here's, here's why I think it's a good TV show. Because it, like, I mean, this is going to this is like my my Harry Styles mama, right? This TV Uh-oh. show feels like a TV show, right? Like mm. that's the thing I like about it. Like everything that's come out of Disney Plus from Marvel or Lucasfilm feels like they're trying to make an extended movie, and mm. they just chop it up into six pieces or whatever. Yes, I feel like with Andor, the the idea is we're gonna give you a set of characters, and you are gonna live with them for a long period of time. And that's what I like about it. I love the slow burn of it. I know that's not for everybody, um, but that's what TV has always been for decades. And it feels like it's a chance for us to kind of get to that and have a real Star Wars TV show that you could have sold this to like ABC, NBC, Fox, whatever. And it could have lived there. It could have lived on FX, whatever, USA, it doesn't matter. Like as much as I like The Mandalorian, which is another non-Skywalker story, I don't feel like that's a television show hmm. in the same way. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, I think too, one of the things that Andor does that I think is just, it's quite frankly, it's stunning to, to even think that you should do it in a star Wars property is that it says like, what would it feel like to really live not as a Jedi, but in the star Wars world? Like what would it really be like to see a tie fighter go across a set of mountains? Like, we don't like a lot of times you get like these like okay there's a bunch of ships and it's a big ship battle but like what does one tie fighter do to your heart rate when you see it go over right like intense yeah it's intense and it's like oh like just so the way that they film it and the way that they shoot it is just it feels very 
feels very real. It feels like, like you said, Josh, it could have been on any network because literally all you'd have to do is take Star Wars out of the equation and it's a fantastic show regardless, you know? Yeah. 100%. And, and Josh, you made a great point about Andor being a slow burn. And I think I think that's that's what I dig about it as well, where it's like, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like House of Dragon. It's that slow build where mm -hmm. it, each episode draws you in. It draws you more and more in. And I think that that really, when, when, when you get to the very end, right, of the season or whatever, I think that that slow burn makes that end even better. Right, because totally. now you, you've kind of you built up. You get a lot of foreplay, so to speak. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's not no just way. like I don't know. I love that. I love that slow burn. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I and actually, there's a science. There's a science principle behind that because I was listening to a uh, I was listening to NPR one day, and there was an opera singer talking about how she used to go and just go straight to practicing the high notes, and all of her older colleagues were like, "Hey." You, you can't just get straight to the high note. You've got to build. you got to build the tension in the audience so that when you get to the high note, the dopamine response in the brain is even is even more powerful because they've been storing the dopamine. And, and so the slow burn allows you to start slowing dopamine until you hit that high note and then boom, that, that's an amazing experience from a human perspective. Mm. Fantastic stuff. Love it. So we're all, we're all in favor of Andor. Um, Josh Taylor, you get to pick again, bro. Sweet. You're not you're not off the hook. You got another one. That's perfect. Uh, this is one that I believe it was their final season this year. Uh, okay. There's four seasons in total. Uh, it's my only animated pick. Wow. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. If you're interested, I believe all four seasons are now out, uh, which is the Owl House. Oh. Um, the Owl House by Dana Terrace is an excellent show. If you if you're unfamiliar, um, it's about a kind of like tween, like kind of middle school girl who loves fantasy stories, but can't really connect with a lot of kids at school. Um, mm -hmm. And she gets sucked into another dimension where she basically like befriends a witch, the owl lady who lives in the owl house. Uh, she goes to school, which is similar to like Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. uh, and you kind of get to like play in this, the thing I love about the show is the world building. Um, Dana Terrace comes from working on uh, Gravity Falls, which I know Jay and I have talked about many a times. Gravity Falls is a fantastic world that's been built with all these crazy monsters and characters. And the same can be said for the Owl House. It's a great, if you like Gravity Falls, it's a great follow-up to that show without necessarily being the exact same. Mm. Um, this one leans way more into the fantasy elements, whereas Gravity Falls felt way more like Twin Peaks for kids, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the only way that I could describe it. It's true. Um, this feels like this feels like a mix between like kind of House of Dragons, Game of Thrones, but also Harry Potter. Mm. If it was just like an animated kids show, that's really funny. Mm interesting yeah. that sounds awesome okay, i mean okay. just you saying that it comes from the same people that did or some of the some of the same people that did gravity falls instantly interests me because you and i talked about this gravity falls is my favorite animated thing of all time like i love gravity falls have you, michael Ooh. michael and og have you seen gravity falls no i have not i, mean, I know oh, what it is but i've never watched it commit to the bit yeah <laughs> it's, it's go for it's it it's two it's two gravity falls is two seasons so it's easier yeah. to do. Oh. Um, I think there's like maybe 
20 episodes in each season but like it's it's a good mix of what classic like 90s kind of animation was um but there's a longer story there's like a huge arcing story over the two seasons that's very clear that they wrote both seasons from the very beginning and they basically told disney we are not doing a third season or anything else further like this is in this is the complete story Mm -hmm. um so they got a lot of like liberty to kind of be their own creative selves and not you know keep pushing a show until it's dead fantastic it's hilarious it's like well worth like supernatural where you keep pushing it till it gets bad and then it does turn (laughs) around and get kind of good again and then it finally (laughs) i have no doubt that it could get good again but like having it left off it was perfect. It was fine. Cool. <laughs> now, yeah, now, it was great. Now, Josh, is is Gravity Falls? Is that is that a Disney animation television animation production, or is it some yes. other studio that Disney Channel just? Oh, it's Disney. Yeah, so it's it's Disney. Um, so there's like it's weird because like it was a time period in the mid kind of 2010s where uh, Phineas and Ferb was done, and they were just kind of like looking for a bunch of stuff to do. Gravity Falls kind of fell into their lap, but they. It's weird because it's it's a show that should have been a streaming show that came before the streaming stuff. So like it doesn't make a lot of sense um, if you were just to like watch an episode and then maybe there'd be a rerun of like a previous episode, you know, later oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like it's a show that you kind of have to watch all together. And there's a ton. The great thing about it is it truly is like Twin Peaks. There's a lot of things to cipher. There's a lot of mysteries. There's a lot of things to get involved with beyond just the story that's going on but then on top of it you've got a brother and sister pairing with their uncle who's uh kind of like this shady he's like a shady car salesman but he owns like this place called the mystery shack in oregon where they bring in tourists and he's like oh isn't it scary the yeti but then there's a real yeti um and there's just like all this kind of like weird stuff going on in the background that if you notice it you're like, oh, that's going to come up later. And it does. They actually deliver on those kinds of things six episodes down the line, ten episodes down the line, or whatever. Uh, and then the villain is just a giant Illuminati symbol that comes to life. <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, he's, and he's hilarious, too. Yeah. Imagine imagine if like uh, Marty McFly was the lead character of Twin Peaks. That's basically what the show is, wow. like right there. It's yeah. great. Wow. It's fantastic. Wild. Good choice. That's a good choice. I have. I'm gonna watch Owl House now. I have a bunch of shows to watch now, which is great. OG fifty five, your turn. What do you got uh, at number three? My number three is uh, for all mankind on Apple TV. I love this show. Um, basically, the premise behind it is it's kind of like a what if show. Basically, like what if America lost the space race? Like what if Russia got to the moon first? How would that alter like the the chain of events after, right? Um, would we return to the moon again? Would we, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the whole premise. So Russia gets there first and it changes history. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of ushers in this arms race. This is this uh, space race, at, you know, because now America was like kind of humiliated. The Russians got there first. So now we're trying to like one up them. And it, it, it's a wild show. I love space. I'm a total nerd when it comes to space. I could watch like space documentaries all day long. I just, I, it just blows my mind. And this kind of stuff is right up my alley. And the cool thing about the show too is it doesn't get too, it doesn't get too like science fit like science fiction or whatever like it doesn't get too weird it stays pretty like it's obviously not like 
like everything that happens is like made up obviously, but like it, it stays true to like what's believable though. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, you never feel, it never takes you out of it. They never get like too weird. Um, so it's very believable and man, it's just, it's a well-written show. Well acted. I absolutely love it for all mankind. Apple TV. I've heard really good things. I have not seen it. Isn't this a, isn't this a show? Cause you and I both watched John Campia. Isn't this a, a Campia approved show? Uh, yeah, I think I yeah. believe it. I, I believe it is. <laughs> John can't be approved. His own little like his own little badge. <laughs> that, would be, that would be perfect. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's awesome. I gotta watch that. Either of you guys have seen that, Michael or I've, Josh? I have not yet. No, I I dropped Apple TV unfortunately. So maybe I'll have to pick. You it know up. what? I was I was watching. I was just watching OG's show. In fact, I just commented on your show, OG. I think it, that, that you already saw it because you liked it or whatever, but. Um, Chapek was talking about the streaming wars and he was like, I don't think a lot of people are going to survive these streaming wars. And dude is a hundred percent right because it feels like I got to go buy each and every cable channel that I would ever buy. And that's just not, it's just not feasible. Like I'm just not doing that. And I'm a cable cutter. So I don't have like, I don't, I don't even have the local channels because I didn't even buy an antenna. So I only have what I subscribe to and I can't subscribe to a billion different services. So um, I'm hoping that, I think that Netflix is actually going to have a resurgence of power because as an aggregator, it's going to be able to pull some of these dead channels back in some of those right. shows. So yeah. we'll see what happens, but, um, but it's getting wild out there. There are way too many, way too many streaming options. And, and some of these platforms, like I don't, I don't think Peacock is long on this earth. I gotta be real. Like, I, <laughs> no. I think, you know, that's probably gone. I mean, even HBO max though, cause I know Zazzy is kind of like, He's not like super bullish on the streaming thing, so Are we I don't even know. Zazzy now? Is that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was on the show we were talking. We were uh, Clement and I were talking. He called him the Zazz. Like I'm like, are we like, are we, did, like, are we cool with him? <laughs> we give pet names to enemies here, you know. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. If you can't beat him, just join him, right? Just like, hey, my buddy Zazzy, what's he up to now? <laughs> who's, who's, who's he fired? this week right exactly uh, oh man and it's get rid of this time yeah and it's it's <laughs> exactly. crazy because with him he was like all the hollywood trades were really really like pumping this guy when he was like um like prior to the to the to the merger closing and what have not or whatever they, they, all the trades were like oh this guy is like the next next best thing he's the next like bob Iger. They were all bullish and that Batgirl thing happened and it's been downhill <laughs> ever since <laughs> it's yeah. been yeah, what bad girl? What final space? What else? Like a whole bunch of stuff was just like cut, cut, cut. And I'll yeah. get, I'll be honest. I've been watching the news. Like if he gets rid of Warrior, we're done. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> All right. Well, and, what I can't believe. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, OG. I was just say he better not mess with uh, with Hot D season two. I mean, oh, come dude. on. I don't know. even touch I'm, that. I'm worried about uh, Tokyo Vice season two because I think that's going to go by the wayside. But well, one of the things I was going to pick up on is just saying that it, the a lot of times I can see like, okay, what is the strategy that this person is doing? Even if I, as a consumer of the content that I love, doesn't agree with the move, I can at least see it from a business standpoint. Yeah. But I do not understand his move to say we're going to do more reality shows on HBO, like. HBO is one of the best producers of original dramatic content 
in the history of television. And you're like, right. oh, we'll just do more reality. TV. Like, what is that strategy? That, that makes zero sense whatsoever to me. Yeah, you got the Property Brothers it. on the bankroll, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got to get those two on TV. He said, I want to bring Disney, I mean, Discovery Plus and, and HBO Max together. Like we were like, hold on, hold on. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not what I bought. I right. bought Warrior. I bought Young Justice. I bought the DC catalog with Justice League Unlimited, which I watch with my son now. That's what yeah. I bought. I didn't buy, I don't know, Property Brothers or Food Network or whatever you want to do. I don't. I know. Yeah. It's not what yeah. I asked for. Well, and, Plus, and it's. And it's wild to me how when, when he when when discover when he when he bought Warner, I thought okay, like Warner was going to be like like front seat, right? And like mm, wow. the Discovery thing was going to kind of be like the subsidiary kind of vibe. And it feels like the opposite. It feels like it's Discovery, yeah. and then it's like Warner Brothers is like the subsidiary, <laughs> like yeah. the reality stuff and all that seems like the priority to them. I'm like, what are they doing? So bizarre. This is the, this week. is the Shark Week up here. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> We have The Wire and we have Shark Week. Which one did you guys want to watch? Yeah. We have Sopranos. <laughs> we have Shark Week. Like, come on, man. Give me a break. All right. Anyway, so Michael, you got your number three. Let's hear it. What do you got? All right. My number three, uh, we're going to go into Netflix. All right. Now, Ooh. this is a show that when I first heard about it, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but Cobra Kai Ooh. is the perfect level of cheese and like nostalgia. <laughs> All put into one. Is it cheesy? Of course it is. Oh yes, you are absolutely right. We, oh, oh, Daniel Larusso. What? Yes, <laughs> he has a. He owns a car shop. Of course he does. But it's perfect cheese. And these kids have the craziest karate fights. And there's like, I guess there's no police in Santa Barbara or Burbank or wherever they're at. Like. I guess police just don't come around, but Cobra Kai is a perfect way to take an old property, be cheesy and not be extremely serious, but still entertain. Wow. And I do want more. Like they add wow. more to the show, I mean, to the movies, and they bring in characters where it's like, you know what this is? This is super high stakes. I don't know why you guys are letting them do all this karate around the town, but. It's still super high stakes for people that should be over this. But I mean, it's it's an awesome show. It's wow. It's it's like pure popcorn cheese. Yeah. Yep. Grudges never die, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I I've never seen Cobra Kai. I, it's definitely on my radar. I have never heard a. I have never heard anyone say anything bad about that show. Everyone that watches it seems to walk away loving it. Yeah. It, it's it's weird. You shouldn't love it, but it's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it's like, it, this show it's, is awesome. It's weird that like that show started as like a YouTube premium show. Yep. It's crazy yeah. that it went from like YouTube to being like, oh no, we could probably sell this to Netflix or whatever or whatever the case. Maybe YouTube was like, we don't have the money for this anymore. Whatever the case is, it's crazy that like it started there and moved on to be even bigger as seasons have gone on. And retained its audience. I started watching it. I started watching it this year. I think I'm on like season three. And I'll tell you the reason I think the show works, despite its cheesiness and everything. Because the cheesiness actually gives them a chance to have a commentary on what's going on in society 
and the difference between what's happening generationally. Because Johnny Lawrence is like this old school dude. And then they even have an older school dude in uh, Johnny Lawrence's old sensei, um, Kreese, uh, the guy from the actual TV show, but uh, the, sorry, the movies. Um, but they get the chance to like comment on each generation's perspective on what its generation is all about in a, in a completely ludicrous way that makes you laugh about it. So like there's a lot of shows that would take like this political concept. I think even Star Wars of the last two years before JPEG takeover would, would have done this. They take over a political concept and then they go, well, clearly this is the right view on it. And Cobra Kai kind of basically makes fun of every single person's different types of views to say like, <laughs> we're all together in this ridiculousness that is life. So we should maybe not take ourselves so seriously. That's and that's why it's successful. Cause you just laugh at it. Like every time that something crazy happens, there's a, there's a big moment at the end of, I think it was the end of season two, I think where this gigantic moment happens and it's, it's actually tragically horrific. And I was laughing so hard. Because it's like the way that it's filmed is just so like I told my brother, I go, dude, I was laughing so hard at this. He's like, You're a psycho. Like, you're not supposed to laugh at that. I'm like, but dude, the way it's filmed is so funny. So I just I, it's just the way that the way that they do it is I think Michael, you described it perfectly. It's just like it's like it's never gonna be a show that's gonna win an award, but it's like fast food that's good fast food. Like I'm gonna go back and get like the in and out burger because I know it's good, even though it's not the best burger, it's not gonna win any necessarily any awards it's still a thing that i can go back to and it's and it's great good choice michael i like it i approve um so that me brings it to me huh okay well the one of the ones i would have chosen for this spot josh took it from me um by the way i discovered by putting a theme park casuals um comment up which he loves gravity falls so ah. now OG, you gotta watch it um, I learned by bringing up this comment that I can just X Josh out of the whole stream anytime I want to. <laughs> he got, he got <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, okay. So my number three is going to be, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take it off the, I'm going to take it off the board. I'm taking hot D off the board. Oh, House of the dragon. Oh. I love that show. So I, I am, I did watch, uh, my wife and I watched all of, okay, let me just give you a little bit of a backstory on my experience with Game of Thrones. I started with the books, which by the way is, if you're still a book reader, done. great. Yeah, still not done, but also a giant disaster if you want to have good mental health. <laughs> <laughs> because because if you watch, uh, if you if you read Game of Thrones, it's so intense and, and it's written from the characters' perspectives and like everything that they're going through is horrifically tragic. Now, based on real history, by the way, because George R.R. R. Martin is actually drawing from stories from the dark ages and you know, like like the the monarchies and the 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 feudal areas of, of Europe. But there's something about so I didn't want to watch the show, didn't want to watch the TV show. Started watching the TV show and realized instantly that it's way easier to watch because as you're watching the screen, you're know you're gonna you know automatically like okay, well that actor who's supposed to have this horrific thing happen to them isn't really 14; they're really 25, and those two people aren't really brother and sister; they're just two actors, right? So there's a there's a suspension of disbelief that helped my mental health in that regard, um, but I think House of the Dragon is just living up to its former predecessors glory of the first you know one to five seasons um and i think it's doing a really really good job so house of the dragon is my number three 
Oh, gee, you watch it. Did, did, Michael, do you watch it or Josh, do you watch it? I'm not caught all the, the way up. First episode or two. Okay. I'm like, but did you watch Game of Thrones, Michael? No, I didn't watch okay. Game of Thrones. So you I've just jumped right into episode. Hot No, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. two episodes of Game of Thrones. I saw the first episode. Yeah. Um, but I usually don't like like the those kind of shows. But yeah, I saw the first episode, and then I saw my friend had the episode on where you find out what Hodor means. So uh... I've seen that episode. So I've seen those two episodes. And then in House of the Dragon, I saw, I think, the first two episodes. And nice. And I mean, it's kind of like it always is. I mean, it was similar to season <laughs> two of The Walking Dead. I'm like, you know you have to kill Shane, right? Like, in the first episode, I'm like, Shane's got to go. I'm like, Shane's, yeah, yeah. Shane's got to go. Like, <laughs> when, when we, like, I watch the House of the Dragon, first episode. I'm like, you got to kill your brother. He's got to go. Like, <laughs> got to go. Actually, you need to kill him and anyone loyal to him because he just came and flexed on you. You, you got to go. Got to go. And the one thing you can count on with Game of Thrones, any of the series, is that people are going to die. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot much. of people who are going to die. Josh, you've seen a couple episodes, right? Yeah, I've seen a couple episodes. I will say 100%. I, I like I loved Game of Thrones. I mean, like, of course, we all have our problems with like the later seasons, but yeah. like the first episode, I have never seen anything more scary than childbirth. Oh, like I like dude, like I could I don't have any children, so I can't speak to like the reality of it. Yeah. But like to watch someone give birth and to be in the room and then like the chaos that ensues with that is just. That's riveting television. And Every show should have any of our medical advancements that we have now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing, like where it's just like this person's gonna die, just to let you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is frightening and scary. And uh every show should have a childbirth in it. That's if you if, yeah. if you if if you need ratings. And if you think that's bad, keep watching. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. You've seen the whole season, right? I have. I know exactly yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about too. Keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's crazy. But you like it too, right? You're a big oh, fan. Oh, I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. My, one of the best shows I've seen in a long time, to be honest. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. Love watch, it. watch Zazzy be like, "Oh, we're gonna make it a reality show. The property That's brothers are in it next year." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, so for my number four, because I get to pick a, I get to pick another one. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Tokyo Vice. Cool. Um, because I thought Tokyo Vice was an amazing show, and I didn't get a lot of publicity. Um, I watched it because some you went, basically what was sold to me was it's Detective Noir in turn of the turn of the millennium Japan, and I go, dude, everything about that sounds amazing. Um, and sure enough, like it's it is uh, a fantastic show. Definitely sticks to its Detective Noir. Uh, roots really fantastic acting but there's a lot of um there's a lot of uh interpersonal moments that work for that show too so if you're into detective noir i would say check out tokyo vice for sure because it's a fantastic show cool anybody else here even watch it i've seen like the first three episodes i kind of fell off but what mm. i saw was good i just remember seeing it and being like dude you know this is the mob right like Stop asking questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least don't ask questions out in the wild like this. That's right. Pull yeah. someone to the side and be like, hey, does that guy kill people? 
Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and to your point, actually, that's a, that's a really good point because um, one of the, I had a, we did some shows on it on this channel. Um, and one of my guests, uh, a buddy of Josh and I is actually Dale, Dale Wentland was on the show with me and he, he had watched the series as well. And it's very obvious in the show, the tension between us culture and Japanese culture. And like the, there's a because the main it's based off a true story, by the way, it's based off a real guy who was a journalist in Japan, the first American, uh, the first U.S. born journalist in Japan. Um, and it's it's wild what he goes through and having the mindset of like justice is American justice and I can kind of just do whatever I want to because I'm the press. When, like you said, Michael, it's like, maybe not in Japan. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. just maybe watch your back a little bit there, bud. Uh, even so even pretty, in some places wild. in the U.S., you'll see... It's true. Like, uh, there was this episode of Unsolved Mysteries where uh, this guy, Buffalo Jim or something, gets killed in Vegas. Yes. It's very clear that the mob was involved. <laughs> and, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the cops and the press is like, well, this guy died and there will be no further investigation and everyone has a wonderful day. Like, that was it. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Like, we, like, we're all clear in here. The mob did this, right? We're all clear in here. We like <laughs> cool. Right. So since we like living, why don't we just let the story end right here? Like, yeah. that's yeah. pretty much how it was. It was like, yeah. Everybody's just like, be... hey, that guy did it. He works for the mob. No, nobody says that. Everybody's just like, <laughs> so Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and this 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 uh, today's show is sponsored by people that don't snitch on the mob. So don't, <laughs> don't come after us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Michael, it is your turn. What is your number four? Number four goes to a little CBS. Oh, excuse me, Paramount Plus show. Oh, <laughs> Paramount Plus show called Evil. Uh, oh. I am a fan of most. I'm, I'm a fan of most X-Files babies, and Evil is another one. But Evil crosses the line between religion and mm. just people's actions and the supernatural, and it is very good. Like, it, these people are crazy, and I like <laughs> watching them be crazy. <laughs> I'm hoping that the good guys end out on top, but... It does not always work that way. And you have mm -hmm. these kids that are actual kids and they act like kids, which mm -hmm. is something that I love. You know, I, I hate when a kid, they, they cast a kid, but then they're like 45 years old. It's like, <laughs> no, I like uh, this one character has four girls and they're girls and they come in screaming like little teapots every day. Mm -hmm. But they, their chemistry is awesome. They seem like real sisters. And you know, dealing with the Catholic Church and mm. demons and whether they're real or they're not and, you know, any hallucinations or possibly seeing angels and stuff, it comes together well. Uh, you throw mm. in some blood, some dead people and, you know, some sacrifices and you've got a show. <laughs> a little bit of Satan, sprinkle a little Satan. <laughs> yeah, you've got a show. And um, yeah, I, Evil is a show that Glad, gladly it got renewed this year, but I think it's a sleeper because it's on Paramount Plus. Hundred, mm, but I like it. I think it's really good. I think it's really mm, cool. It's in. It just finished season three, I think. Oh, nice. I think it's finished season three. So yeah, good show. That's cool. That's cool. It sounds like, it sounds a little bit like True Detective too, and True Detective season one, another original HBO show, which was fantastic. 
Uh, anyways, sounds like that. I'm in. I'm into it. I'll, Wait, I'll, have uh, you seen True Traveler from Discovery? <laughs> coming right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A reality show where this detective goes into weird areas to try and figure out what's going on. Like, oh, no, I'm out. Oh. Property brothers have already been to this property, and it was not interesting the first time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, OG, what do you got at number four? All right, so I got The Resident. Uh, the Resident, I believe, is on their third season. Uh, third season dropped uh, this year, a few months ago, it ended. But The Resident is basically, it follows the ER uh, of this hospital. And they do a really, really good job at handling the story of like the interpersonal relationships between like the doctors and the staff and everybody and balancing that with like, like that, the, like the medical trauma side of things. So they do a real good job at both of those. I love this show. Malcolm Jamal Warner is in the show. He is phenomenal. He is the absolute best part about wow. the show. Oh, he crushes. He absolutely crushes. I didn't um, even know Malcolm Jamal Warner was still acting. I thought he was <laughs> yeah. kind of like retired. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, no, he, I mean, depending on how much you do, I figured these people are just like rich and hanging out. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, like, hey, I'm gonna touch a ton of TV. I'm rich and I'm just chilling. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, he's he's absolutely great in this. Absolutely fantastic, and uh, it's just a really good show. It's just it's just it's a lot of medical stuff. A lot of like, oh, you know, we got this person. They 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 crack their head open, and 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 they kind of tell that story. But then there's like this wow. interpersonal stuff with like the doctors and the nurses and the staff. That's also interesting. Great, great show. Season three, I believe they're up to now. Okay. Yeah, that's Question. so go so, yeah, go for is it. Is it as good as Scrubs though? I've never Ooh. seen Scrubs. I've seen <laughs> <laughs> Scrubs is a horrible yet good show. <laughs> yeah, I um th that you said what what channel was that on? Is that Paramount Plus too? That oh, that is on Netflix, I believe. Actually, oh, is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on okay. Netflix. Cool. I was just gonna say, like, there there are these these shows that are. This is to kind of proves our point earlier that there's too many streaming services available because there are good shows on these other streaming services. But unless the show is like, unless the show is so top tier that it clearly stands out amongst every other show, it's just not gonna get the attention in 2022, right? There's just too much divided yeah. attention. It's like a good problem to have because there's so many good shows on, you can't watch them all. Unless unless you're yeah. someone who literally gets paid to just critique shows. But like in my case, like I have, I mean, people have, you know, real lives. They have jobs or something. Or like myself, yeah. I have a four-year-old. So I can't just watch anything I want during the daytime because, <laughs> you know, I don't want to traumatize a four-year-old. <laughs> right, right. There's tons of great shows. You look all around, you're like, oh, this show is great. This show is in kind of like uh kind of like uh Tokyo Vice. I fell off of that. Not because yeah. I didn't like it, it's just like, oh, this show is new. The shiny ball syndrome is like, oh, this show is out. Oh, well, I need to watch yeah. that. And it's like Yeah, so the resident, I'm I'm definitely gonna keep my eye on it. Add that to the list yeah. of shows that I finally need to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. It's it's really, really good. Really good. Yeah, I am um, because of the COVID long hauler stuff. I've watched more TV than I've ever watched in my life, probably because there's just too. I'm just get too tired, too worn out, don't feel good. Just like sit back, I'll watch TV. And I just was looking over this list, being like, I've not seen most of these shows that people say are great. So it's just 
it's a wild time to be alive. There's a lot of there's a lot a lot of shows out there. Yeah. All right, Josh, you get to you get to close out your list with no other. It is going to be unadulterated. You can choose anything you want to finish your list. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I actually have I have a sixth runner up because I thought people would maybe steal something, but I won't go there. Okay. Um, so my number four is what we do in the shadows. Um, yes. I loved our flag means death. I thought it was great. I didn't think it was like as life changing as maybe Twitter thought it was. Um, but I thought it was good. Yeah. But like, if I was going to talk, if I was going to take a property that came out of New Zealand, like what we do in the shadows is so fantastic. I didn't think when they initially announced that it was going to be a show, I didn't think it could replicate how great the film was. Um, and I was very wrong. It's excellent. It continues to be excellent. It continues to mock horror while also adding to the lore of horror. Um, and I think my favorite like kind of subgenre of horror is like very self-aware comedy horror. And it just nails that to a T. Um, there's so, I mean, every character is great. But like Matt Berry, just getting to be Matt Berry as a comedian most of the time is great. Uh, so for me, it's a top five show of the year. But it's That's been a awesome. top five show of the year for like four years running. So and it's on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu, bro. Yeah, yeah dude. Because yeah, I, I would love to watch that show. I love. I really enjoyed the movie and Matt Berry, dude. That guy is so funny in the IT crowd. I don't know if you guys have seen the IT crowd. Yeah. It, it hasn't. They haven't had a new episode in forever. But he has one of the funniest lines that I've ever seen on television in the IT crowd, and the way he delivers it is so good. So yeah, that I gotta watch that. I guess I'm gonna have to buy the bundle. JPEG's gonna get more of my money, dude. What am I, hey, what am I doing out here? I mean, already, bundle, man, just dive in. So. <laughs> I know. I already bought the hat. I should get a, I could maybe a free month, Chapek. Give me a yeah. free month of Hulu. Uh, it is what it is. Okay. So uh, now, now, OG or or Michael, have you guys seen what we do in the shadows? I have not. It sounds you know, interesting. I've I I not seen, seen the billboards, but I've never watched it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a see. I'm a fan of all the comedy, but I've never watched the show. I'm a fan of all the New Zealand properties. So, to like like you talked about. Um, there's uh, Wellington Paranormal, which is on HBO. Hilarious. Um, and then, of course, Flight of the Concords is like the thing the thing that basically started it all, I, yeah. I think. And that was uh, so funny. If you haven't seen Flight of the Concords, it's worth going back to watch it because of um, like they have it's about a band and it um, it has the uh, what's the guy's um, name, Josh, from Our Flag Means Death that plays the main character. Oh, Reese Darby. Yeah, Reese Darby. So Reese Darby's the manager of this this group of musicians who's trying to make it. And they have a song, like, just go listen to this on YouTube or something. I'm sure it's on YouTube, but they have a song called, um, it's a love song called Part-Time Model. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and, and dude, it is, is top-tier hilarious. Um, so I, I, I highly recommend Fight of the Concords, but that's a great choice. All right, what do you got at number five? Uh, number five is The Bear. Uh, this was one from this year that like stood out to me. Um, I like having worked in a kitchen previously. It's like, okay, it's a show about working in a kitchen. And it nails 
that atmosphere hard. Like it's chaotic. It's frustrating. Um, you've got people's personal lives and their personal stories stacked on top of their work life. And then, you know, for this show, I mean, it's a story about a guy who is like a, a top tier chef from New York and has like won all these awards. And he ends up going back to like his uh, family deli in Chicago because his brother who owned it committed suicide. And so there's like this huge drama behind that. But then it also is funny because like it's it's just like how people talk to each other in the kitchen. You would, you would assume it, like with a lot of jobs, right? Like you just assume that everybody that works with each other hates each other, but it's like that. It's like that. It's like that. I love you so much. I can say this to you and get away with it. Um, it's like that kind of thing. So it's a really funny show, but like the, the editing of it, the color grading, everything feels like kind of down dirty, fast, gritty kitchen. But at the end of the day, it's, a, it's also just kind of a nice story because it's like, here's a guy just trying to like help out his family. And he gave up like this whole career as this kind of like top tier chef to be able to go back and work, you know, at this deli. Um, it's great. A fantastic. Uh, it's from FX. So it's on Hulu. So <laughs> another Hulu. Another one. Hulu. I got to watch yeah. it. I've heard really, really good things about it, but have not seen it. So. Yeah another one of those ones that's like i've seen i've seen the first episode but it's another one that like i just got interested in in something else Mm. but i liked what i saw and i like oh the brother the brother in it is skeen in uh andor yeah oh really so like that dude is cool every time i see him in something he's pretty good um but yeah, the brother that didn't commit suicide. There's like another. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the, oh, the yeah, brother yeah, that yeah. didn't commit suicide. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you brought that up because since I only saw the first episode, when you said that, I was like, huh? Because I thought the dad died, and that's why he came back. But so I was. I was so thanks for clearing that out because I thought the dad <laughs> died, and Welcome. that's why he came to like <laughs> save the business because dad was dead and nobody else could run it. Um, so cool. I'm glad I got that. But yeah, the <laughs> the kitchen as someone who's I've washed dishes for 12 hours straight before. Like you know, it's, the kitchen it's it's a pretty good representation of a kitchen. Yeah, I've <laughs> wow. I've hosed down waitresses before because they wouldn't stop disrespecting me. And um, <laughs> so yeah. when you got that water hose and you spray, it, look, all you got to do is turn it that way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hosed her down. I got in a lot of trouble for that, but I hosed. Her down. <laughs> That's awesome. That is. That is awesome. All right, OG. Last one on the list. What's your number five? Last one on the list. I'm going with the boys. The boys. Ooh, the boys. Yeah, I I love this show. And th- the cool thing about the boys, uh, it really it's it's a superhero show technically, but I love how they kind of like uh, how they kind of um, talk about how they how they address the superhero how superheroes are in our world, right? Like. Mm-hmm. If they really existed, how corporations would sort of uh, buy the rights to their personas and the political stuff involved with these superheroes and all that. I think this show does a really, really, really good job at handling all that. Um, A real interesting take on just the whole superhero thing. Um, 
I love it. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite shows by far. Great show. Yeah, The Boys is really good. I watched season one. I love season one. I started season two. I could not get into season two. People told me it got better as the season two went on. Yeah. But I just, I dropped out. And then and then season three is supposed to be phenomenal. So I'm like, yeah, I, maybe I'll get back into it. I'll say this. Season three, I think they they kind of know what they're doing now. Like, ah. not that they, not that season one was bad, but you know, you can kind of see season one and definitely season two kind of like, eh, yeah, we're kind of <laughs> figure out maybe, maybe how to tell this in this amount of episodes or what character to focus on for how much time. But season three, there's, there's very little fat on that, epi- on that season. Like, mm. it's very, they tell, they, they make the points they need to make. There's there's not a lot of deviation. They kind of get to it. Season three is definitely their best season. And okay. It's a crazy show. But yeah, the commentary on kind of like hero worship and all of that. And then the big brother or big corporate, that's it. It's done well. It's done real yeah. well. Yeah. And they have a lot of really, really, really good performers. I mean, the actors that they hire. Are from, I mean... If, at this uh, point, the guy from if Banshee you... that plays Homelander. Uh, oh, yeah, that guy's I ridiculous. can't remember. Is Anthony Starr? Anthony Starr? Anthony Starr? What? I, I apologize. I know I'm probably messing up your name, but he was <laughs> in Banshee too. And Banshee was also a dope show. If you can get Giancarlo Esposito in your show, like you're, you've won everything. Like you win. Like that. He's the, he's <laughs> the epitome of amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, Michael. Let's round out your list. What do you got? Okay. I know. <laughs> I know this show has not been loved by all. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. I really Where enjoyed this show, and I was glad to see it. I want to I want to throw a bone to the show Halo. I know. Oh, I know. I covered Halo this year. I've seen the people coming in, into my comments, in the chat. They weren't too pleased with this show. <laughs> I had a good time watching this. And also with the effects, like for someone who played Halo when it first came out, oh, back in the day, <laughs> but as someone who had the big, chunky, black Xbox with the big, chunky controller, <laughs> and played the first, I enjoyed this show. Um, That's awesome. The effects, are, the effects are really good. Uh, the costuming, like the, the kind of Under Armour, I guess suit that you know Master Chief wears. I kind of want one, but at the same time, my body's not the same. So, <laughs> but it looks awesome. <laughs> uh, from the, from the Covenant to the weapons, the sound effects. Um, this is a show that I think is a lot better than some of the gamer fans are giving them credit for. And also to gamers out there, this stop saying that there's not good gaming problems. All right, Halo's good. Castlevania's good. Arcane was awesome last year. Stop it, okay? Mm. Stop, stop it. All right, hey. there's good game stuff out there. If I'm done, I'm done with you guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Halo, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I'm glad it's getting a season two. And shouts oh. out to um the guy who was uh, Mad Sweeney in um in American Gods. I can't remember oh. his name, but the big yeah, guy, yeah. and he's Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. 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 That's great. Um, so I'm going to go for my number five uh, because I, I had all of my, I got to choose four of the shows that I would have put in my top five. 
but but then Josh took Andor. Andor was in my top five. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that's all right. It's all right. This is what we. This is why we did this 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 uh, this format. And I'm gonna we're, we're gonna talk about uh, honorable mentions for those of us who can hang out. If you gotta go, you gotta go. Yeah. That's, that's cool. But for anybody who can hang out, we'll talk about honorable mentions. We'll get on the list. But rounding out my list, I'm gonna go with and I'm gonna go with this because not only do I think this is one of the best directors working today specifically in superhero properties but this dude was just rewarded for his effort tried to cancel the guy came back is creating some of the best series of all time i'm gonna go with peacemaker as my number five of the year wow. and just as a shout out to james gunn for how good james gunn is um, working in both marvel and dc he's heading yeah. up dc now um, so i'm excited about that i love Zaz hired him yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe that? The Zaz, he must have been he's a, he must have said he'll do it for free. Right? <laughs> I'll do it for free. Zaz is like, you're in, buddy. You're in. You're um, but yeah, I love I love Peacemaker. Peacemaker. So here's the thing that James Gunn understands. Uh it's kind of like I think it's kind of like Cobra Kai, um, in a way where it's like, look, the world is getting upset about some of these things, but these people exist in this world, and we're not going to immediately vilify them just because they have a different perspective than somebody else does. Now, that doesn't mean he gives them, he doesn't mean he allows them to have that perspective and live in that perspective. They need to grow and learn past that perspective, but he doesn't just vilify them as being like irredeemable or impossible to love. He always showcases a way that people will understand like my brokenness is something that I can uh, come to other people with and I can I can take on some of their brokenness they can take on some of my brokenness and we can build a community together and I think that that's super cool to see in the superhero world and it's super cool to see in 2022 so I'm putting peacemaker up there so that's awesome. it those are those are the five we got um modern mouse Josh has shown chosen only murders in the building and or the owl house what we do in the shadows and the bear orange grove 55 has chosen the patient the blacklist for all mankind, the resident and the boys. He does a lot of the shows. The yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. The strategy there. And then uh, Michael from Nerd Soul has chosen Atlanta, Star Trek Discovery, Cobra Kai, Evil, and Halo. And I know he's going to have some honorable mentions around Star Trek because he mentioned Star Trek a couple times. Yes. And then my top five were Stranger Things, Better Call Saul, House of the Dragon, Tokyo Vice, and Peacemaker. All the ones I chose are maybe a little adult, a little too, too a little too adult for, for the kiddos. You can't watch any of them. Um, but yeah, for, so if any of you guys need to go, then it was a pleasure to podcast with you. If you want to stick around for a little bit, we're going to talk about honorable mentions. We'll go through some of the lists. So who wants to who wants to talk about honorable mentions? Everybody is everybody in? I'm in. All right, everybody's yeah. in. Um, so yeah, so let's go let's go through this list. I mean, we all had a bunch of praise for Andor. Yeah. Um, talked about Better Call Saul, talked about House of the Dragon, talked about Stranger Things. We did not talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're not going to either. Who watch that? Nobody wants... Yeah. Also, I think I... the girl that played Leia, even though I think she's awesome, that girl yeah. was not 10 years old. That girl was like six. Like, oh, she's got 10. <laughs> yeah, she was way too small for 10. Yeah, this, yeah. This is again why I think getting away from the Skywalker saga is best. Yeah. Because everybody everybody walks in with some kind of expectation. Yeah. I thought that there were like really great highlights in mm -hmm. Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's one of the best depictions of Darth Vader. He was scarier here than almost yes. any other place. But like when you have these type of characters who have been around for decades, there's an expectation that people have that like is so difficult to meet. It's not going to please everybody. Um, and I think what we've learned from Andor, what we've learned, I think in general from a lot of the shows that we talked about is the practical sets. And despite like, the amount of technology that you can use and like all this stuff and stuff, man, there's nothing better than practical sets, practical costuming, old school style filmmaking, mm. especially when you're trying to replicate the seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right, so, right. yeah. You know, to me, like Obi-Wan was, was fine. It, I feel the same way about all the Marvel shows, all the Marvel shows this year were fine. They had some great moments, but like, yeah. They're not making the top five. They're not making the top yeah. five. Not not in a year of phenomenal TV. By the way, shout yeah. out to Novus Renaissance. Always good to see you in the chat. Thanks for dropping by. And and Novus Renaissance has has like me like a thing about good storytelling. Right? We want good storytelling in our stories. And I think it's really difficult to do in the modern day because my I've, you can go back and watch uh, on Michael's channel. We talked about Kenobi a bunch. So I, I I've talked about this. Yes ad nauseum but i think that part of the problem is we're in a we're in an era of people being a little skittish on wanting to green light new stuff which is why i'm glad there's so many stuff on your guys lists that's like new original content because a lot of the things you hear about in the media are just like these giant shows these giant tentpole shows and they're all prequels so they're all sequels they're all like we got to make money off this because we know people watch the last one and i think that uh, kenobi definitely suffers from that um yeah. You know, you know, it's interesting. You have on that list Vikings Valhalla. Now, I have not yeah. seen Vikings Valhalla, but I saw the first one, and that was a crazy show. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. Yeah, my wife watched my wife watched Vikings. I didn't. Then she had me watch Vikings Valhalla, and I've okay. So I've watched a couple of Vikings uh, episodes, and I will say that Vikings is the superior show. Not that not that Valhalla won't get better. Um, but I think that the original Vikings is a superior show to that one. Um, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, it was only season one. So yeah. I think they tried to kind of like replicate some of the success they had in Vikings, but I don't think they got quite there with it. It's good. It's not bad. It's just that, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's go through, let's, let's, let's go through some of your guys' honorable mentions. So I'm just going to go from top to bottom on the screen. So Michael, what are some of your honorable mentions? Um, honorable mention is kind of, well, uh, uh, it's kind of new, but it's looking like it might be promising. The peripheral is on Amazon. Yeah. It's yeah. looking like it might be okay. It, yeah. I'm not super sold on Chloe Grace Moretz, but I do, I do like what I'm seeing. I do like what I'm seeing. And nice. the guy that plays her brother, um, he's awesome in this. So I, I think this, I think this might be okay. Um, What's another show? I only saw the advertisement um, for it, but it looks awesome to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another show that ended this year, Motherland Fort Salem. I cannot sing this show's praises enough. I know. <laughs> I know there's people. I, I feel like the, I'm the only one that watches it, but Motherland Fort Salem it ended this year. It's like this weird alternate history of like, what if witches were kind of conscripted into being in the military for different governments, and in this case, the U.S. government, really? and how that would work, and things of that nature, and like the the tension between the, I guess, the government proper and the 
the witch military. Um, wow. And it's like, you know, these kids that they kind of like, they just draft them in because it's like, hey, you're a witch. So now you're fighting in the military now. But these girls are like 16, 17 or something like that. It's actually pretty cool. I've, mm. I I got to give it to the show. It's way cooler than I thought it would be. Uh, so yeah, Motherland Fort Salem, maybe um, Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar is another one, uh, which is a drama, which is like way different than what I normally uh, watch. Hmm. But uh, it's about this family. They're down in uh, Louisiana um, and kind of dealing with farmland and kind of uh, these this other rich family that wants the farmland and, and uh, hmm. kind of like a racism between uh, uh, like the state government, the local government, stuff like that. Uh, but it ends up being pretty cool. And hmm. it's a show that's better than I thought it would be at the outset. And now it's like in season like five or six or maybe wow. even more. But it's been on for a while. But Queen Sugar is pretty cool. So uh, you know what? I'll throw it to the kids. Star Trek Prodigy. There you go. Very well. it's, uh, it's a fun show to watch. Uh, and Star Trek Lower Decks, it's funny. It's funny and, you know, it's <laughs> way better than I thought it would be. Because I was like, this is going to be throwaway. It's going to be dumb. But it's funny. And, uh, That's cool. Maybe Sandman. I'll end off with that. Sandman. Oh, so you like Sandman. Sandman? Yeah. Sandman impressed me this year. So, yeah. Nice. I couldn't finish Sandman, dude. Uh, so here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. And I, I felt like this way about American Gods as well, both the book and the show. Ah. Um, Neil Gaiman, phenomenal writer, has some of the best premises I've ever heard of. Like if you were to pitch these premises to me, I'm like, I am in taking <laughs> taking the taking what what Americans worship, turning them into gods and having the old gods of America versus the new gods of America. What a phenomenal idea. And then the show's kind of like, and then the book's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. So you did that with it. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's, it's okay. But like, I felt the same thing with Sandman. I'm like, the potential here is amazing. And then the, actually what we got is kind of okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good acting and stuff, though. Good directing. What do you, so, OG, give me some of your honorable mentions. What do you got on there that we haven't talked about yet? All right, so this actually, do we have to stick to 2022 or just honorable mentions overall? Oh, if you want to throw some honorable mentions overall, I mean, people are looking for good shows, go for it. Okay, I, um, well, my, I, I can't recommend this show more. I mean, Homeland with Claire Danes ah. is like, for me, like the goat of like all TV shows. Like, I love this show. Love it. It's about- Ah, uh, so it's Showtime though. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good it's like the cia thing and it's just oh it's phenomenal and claire Danes surprised me she really did i mean last thing i saw her in was my so-called life on mtv yeah. years ago yeah <laughs> like 95 96 whatever <laughs> but she's really really good in it it's a great show and now it's it's not 2022 it ended a, a few years ago but highly recommend um something this year that's also fantastic is Dahmer. I really like this show. People have been talking about that a lot. I, I've heard a lot about that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I um oh Netflix. Well, no, there's yeah. one, there's another one on Hulu about Dahmer too, but I think you're talking about the Netflix one, right? The Netflix one, yeah. And it's a fantastic, fantastic show. Dude um, from uh the dude from um Quicksilver, Quicksilver from the X-Men, right? Yeah. Is the lead. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 
and uh, Ozark. I love Ozark. I mean, this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this, this family gets stuck, gets kind of like stuck into this like money laundering <laughs> thing and they're dealing with like Mexican cartels. It's just so great. I just love Ozark. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Ozark is awesome. Ozark awesome. is one of the. They have what one more season left, or no? They're done. They're done. They're, they're done. done. Yeah, they're, they're done. done. And all of this because his friend could not keep his hand out of the cookie jar. Right. It's all incredible. That, they had yeah. it made. Like, hey, we're laundering money. It's cool. We yeah. get money. They get money. Nobody knows nothing. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend. Wants to skim some more off the top. And yep. there we go. All yep. downhill from there. And it just snowballs. <laughs> you know, it's just craziness. Fantastic show. Another one that I think is really good, although I will concede this last season, it, it's the, the the wheels are kind of falling off a little bit, a little bit. Mm. But uh, hand, hand, Handmade Tale. Hand, oh, tail. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Didn't that switch? Did it, did it switch? Um... Did it switch services or something? I feel like it switched. There was like a big switch with that show. No, I I've only been watching it when it's on Hulu. I don't know. Maybe it was on yeah, somewhere else always, before Hulu. It's always it on Hulu. It's always been on Hulu. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I thought it switched. Did it? Did it have a long hiatus? Mm. I just know nothing about this show. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I might have because of the pandemic, like filming. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what. Cause see. I thought the show was over. Like I've never I did watched too. it, but yeah. I thought the show was over. But I forgot the pandemic kind of killed a lot of shows or either no. slowed a lot of them down. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a heavy show. Like it's it's really really heavy. Like the subject matter, but um, it's interesting. I mean it's a really interesting show. Um, I mean obviously House of Dragon. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that, that's pretty much about it. That's kind of where I'm at. That's my cool. honorable mentions. Very cool, very cool. I like it, Josh Taylor. Yeah. What else you got? You said you already had a sixth show. You were gonna put. You were almost gonna say a sixth show. Yeah, anyways. yeah. So my sixth show because it just debuted. So not mm. a lot of people have gotten to it yet, and I've only mm. seen a couple episodes. I'm a sucker for like the Twilight Zone, right? Like I love. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I love anthology mm -hmm. shows. Mm -hmm. um, Del Toro's Cabin of Curiosities is mm. super yes. good. It's <laughs> so good. I love. I love how they played it, like where he comes out in front of every episode, gives you kind of a little spiel like Rod Serling, and you cool. jump into it. Um, the great thing about like Del Toro's work is that it's horror, but it's like it's approachable still for a lot yeah. of people. So like with Jay, where you're not like a horror guy. Yeah, it's not like American Horror Story where it's like just say uh, it, Scaredy Cat. I I accept. I accept. It's funny because my wife would be like, "How can you watch this and go straight to bed?" I'm like, "I don't know. I just, I'm, like, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same it's way. Like, it's like, good night, guys. Yeah, I just watched like three people die horrendously. It's fine. I'm good." Um, See, I'm more like, like Lisa in that regard. I, my wife is like you, and and I'm yeah. like Lisa. I'm like I'm gonna have anxiety for four days. I'm just that's not <laughs> the plan. Is what's happening? Sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I think that, I think that Cabinet Curiosities is something that hopefully cool. they might bring back each year. I think it's a great like release around Halloween time. Mm. Um, Del Toro is, I mean, he's proven himself in the, I mean, last decade or two of like why he should be acknowledged as one of the best directors currently working oh, today, despite yeah. the fact that he seems to just kind of go unnoticed half of the time. 
Um, yeah, so bizarre. The Academy yeah. loves him, but nobody else can figure it out. I'm like, just watch his movies. They're amazing. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, so that was my like kind of runner up, if anything. Uh, but I also really liked uh, so it's been around. I believe this is on its third season is Solar Opposites is on Hulu. Sorry, Jay. Um, it's probably beyond Bob's Burgers, <laughs> probably my favorite like adult animated show. Like the premise of a, a family of aliens is trying to learn how to be earthlings, which is like I brought this up in a video recently. Like what a weird, like long running trope for television. Yeah. Like aliens trying to be human um, <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason. It's been like, you know, five or six different shows over time. But it's yeah, funny. Like it's really like good. Third Rock, even before then, really. Uh, Mork and Mindy would be the first. Yeah, like even so, before. Yeah, before yeah. Third Rock. So, or yeah, Third Rock from the Sun. So, yeah. And and then American Dad, which is also like another adult right. animated show is doing like the same thing. Um, but yeah, I think Solar Opposites is like underrated, but really funny. Uh, mm. and excellent so that's worth that's worth it for me and then uh it didn't make my list i thought that this year's season was okay but barry is probably one of the better mm. hbo shows that's that's been around now for a few years mm. um it's funny it's good and it's it's amazing like the mm. drama in it is also great very cool excellent uh, josh Good to hear that news about the cabinet of curiosities because I saw it. My my wife was like, I don't know if I want to watch that right now. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, it's Del Toro, so I'm putting it in my list. Like that's Del literally Toro. what I said. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a, that's Toro, exactly so what I said. Yeah, uh, I was like, I know, like I would have been a sucker for like the concept of like an anthology Halloween type series anyway around this time of year, but because Del Toro was involved, I was like, this there's a no brainer for me. So, oh, what streaming service is that on, Josh? Uh, Cabinet Curiosities is on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the I other two are on, uh, or Solar Opposites on Hulu, Barry's on HBO Max. Mm, mm, mm. Fantastic stuff. Also, uh, Josh, Matthew Muir thinks that uh, you have the best draft of the three that he's seen Bro, so far. I bring the fire. Because so. like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good, yeah, yeah. I got a good uh, mix. <laughs> El Toro shouts to Hellboy, the Golden Army, uh, Blade Two. Ah, was he Del Toro? Was it Del Toro? Blade yeah. Two is Del Toro. Yeah. He's oh. only is only a Blade movie you did, but it's the best of the Blade movies. Yes. And if you haven't seen Nightmare Alley, you have to go watch Nightmare Alley. Totally, it's just that good. It's just that good. Now, isn't um, Del Toro doing a Pinocchio? Yes. yes, like a stop motion thing. That yeah, looks I'm pretty making, cool. I'm, it's funny. I'm working on a video. Uh, I think it'll be out beginning of the year, but it's uh, it's a whole video about the fact that this year had three Pinocchio movies, uh, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. There three, there's three Pinocchio. What's the, what's the fourth one? I know there's a Tom Hanks one floating around out there that I haven't seen. Well, there's three, so there's not four. So you can't ask me what the fourth one is. Oh, uh, but so there's so there's the Del Toro one that's about to come out. Uh, mm. I think that's around Thanksgiving. That's stop motion. Yep. And then there's the Disney one, and then there was one that came out like way earlier in the year. Polly Shore voiced Pinocchio. Polly Shore. Oh my god! Uh, Hard ass on that. It was, it, was made, <laughs> it was made by like a company that usually makes like rip off movies you know like like the asylum or something 
Yeah, like where it's wow. just like uh, snakes on a train. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All the same colors are in the on the on the jacket arranged in the same way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they got like Polly Shore to come in on this like super low budget animated film about Pinocchio. So it's just weird that there's three different Pinocchio films this year. Yeah, that's cool. Did, did you right. guys see the the Tom Hanks one by any chance? I know I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. Have you? I yeah, just, yeah. I Pinocchio did. is weird. Like as an adult watching it back, I like it is. <laughs> it's mm, child trafficking. <laughs> this is a little, a little weird. Uh, somebody needs to call the police. <laughs> like, this is what I I don't remember. All I remembered was like the nose growing and him becoming a real boy. I didn't remember any of the like the kidnapping keys, turning them into animals, yeah. and selling the animals. Crazy. I was like, what is? What is this? <laughs> like, Disney, what are you on? <laughs> See, what did you think of it? Change all that. Um, well, I, I heard the reviews. I was seeing a bunch of like really bad reviews on, on like Twitter yeah. and social media and stuff. So when I went into it, I went in there with like rock bottom expectations, right? Mm. Um, it's obviously not as good as like the Walt Disney animated movie, which is like, right. you know, considered like a masterpiece nowadays, but I mean, it was okay. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty standard kind of cheap, like direct to streaming or oh. in the nineties, this would have been direct to home video yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. you know, oh. um, didn't hate it. I mean, I was entertained for like an hour or so it was fine, but, um, eh, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's nothing that you're going to remember in a year or two. Come yeah. on, Del Toro. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Dylan's obviously is going to be the better reason one. You can trust yeah. him. He did the Alice in Wonderland that was cool. Ah, oh. trust. Interesting. Trust Del Toro, man. Dude, <laughs> yeah, that's he's what's up. All right, so I, I'll just go through mine real quick, and then we'll close out the show. And then I've got a Novus Renaissance has a question that um, we'll probably punch to another show because it is a <laughs> it is a doozy of a question. <laughs> um, but I just want to throw out there: I'm I'm working my way through the Midnight Club right now. Um, that is another uh, Flanagan show. He did Midnight Mass. He did uh, Haunting of Hill House. Which I, by the way, cannot watch because I watched the first episode, had anxiety for like four days, and my wife was like, "You want to watch episode two? I'm like, "No, I do not." That's <laughs> a great show. I know that's what I hear. I hear it's great, but my, the reason why I'm throwing it out to Midnight Club is because I did watch um, Midnight Mass, which I thought was really cool. From like a the thing that Flanagan does that I just love, 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 love to the moon is he's he's telling stories about real things he's telling stories about like you could watch his shows and then like have like a study group around it and like all learn from each other about how you view the world and like how you view death and life and spirituality and uh and you know everything in there is just so it's so meaty it's like you're reading like a it's like you're reading like a dense book about philosophy and theology you know it's like it's wild mm -hmm. um and he's just he's still trying to scare you <laughs> so i'll throw that i'll throw that out there that's been great so far um i haven't seen severance but i've heard amazing things about severance so i gotta check that out at some point also i have not seen but heard great things about yellowstone so i gotta check that out at some point um and then i have seen um and do recommend if you're into, so I'm from LA and grew up, uh, I grew up a sports, I'm not really a sports fan anymore, but I grew up a sports fan. Um, and Winning Time is about the Lakers. Um, and it's done by the same guy, uh, McKay. Um, 
Andrew McKay, I think is his name. Um, he, but Winning Time is really, really, really good show. Um, he's the one that did uh, The Big Short. He did Vice. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff from him. But Winning Time is really good. It's about the Los Angeles Lakers in the 80s. And it's really fascinating. Um, I might take heat for this one, given the last two weeks that this guy has had. But uh, I really enjoyed um, the documentary on Kanye West on on Netflix because it shows you why he's been such a great artist, but it also shows you like how his life has kind of done a big <laughs> sideways. <laughs> um, so I, I but I do recommend that documentary. It's called Genius: uh, A Kanye Trilogy, and it's three three um, documentaries about behind the scenes footage of Kanye. And, and I think it's a little bit, too, of, like, what fame does to people and how fame changes your perception of the world to a degree. Uh, it's worth watching, especially since I, like, think he's one of the most talented musical people out there. And he's gone off the rails, like I said. But from a musical standpoint, dude, he's like... <laughs> like, I, like I've, I've always been, like, a real big hip-hop fan. And, and I remember listening to him, like, back in, the, like, early 2000s. And he never seemed like this like something happened yes. you know like he's yes. really yeah just like almost like a different person yeah yeah most people point to well without going too far most people point to the passing of his mother and that yeah. was kind of like right after that is when he started mm -hmm. pretty much yeah. just going crazy yeah and, and that was yeah. like 2007 ish right or something like that 20, 2006 or 7 i believe somewhere around there somewhere in there yeah 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 and, he's, and the guy is still like the guy is still a talented musician, but he, and, and of course, like he's worth, he's worth a bajillion dollars, but for what's, for some reason, like, you know, like when, when people are geniuses and then and they think like, this, I worked with a lot of PhDs in my life because I've worked at educational institutions and there's like, people think that because you got a PhD that you're an expert in everything. You're like, no, dude, you're an expert in one thing. Like, <laughs> right. like I'm sorry, dude. Like, you're not an expert in any of these other things. Um, and I think he just kind of falls into that. Like, well, because I'm good at one thing and maybe, maybe he's good at a couple things, but you're not, you're not mankind's prophet, right? Like that's right. not what you're doing. Anyway, so we'll close out the show enough about Kanye. <laughs> that's a whole other show in and of itself. Um, so I'm going to go around. I'm going to show one question real quick. And I'll let you guys go around and promote your shows real quick. But um, Novus Renaissance said he had a question. Is Hollywood and modern entertainment industry losing the ability to even create new shows and stories in light of the last five years? Has the decay become terminal? Um, that is a fantastic question that I'm going to kick to another show. Josh Taylor and I have had lots of conversations about independent film and what independent film should do in the modern day. Um, so you can go listen to some of those conversations, but um, that's a good question. Novus Renaissance, and we will get to it on another show. But in the meantime, thank you for joining us for the draft. We had a fantastic time. Really enjoyed it with you guys. Michael Young, nerd soul, tell the folks where they can find you and where they can find more of your insights. Yes. Uh, nerd soul, N E R D S O U L right here on YouTube or Twitter, Instagram, all of those places. Just search me up. I'm there at that nerd soul or at nerd soul. You can find me either way. Um, talking hip hop, geek, and gaming. When it comes to gaming, it's mostly beat 'em ups and fighters. But <laughs> there are times when I'll play something like Tetris or Geometry Wars. Sometimes Need for Speed, but Ooh. sometimes. 
<laughs> that's yeah. awesome we'll go definitely go check out michael and his content um he's always doing fun stuff I, I every once in a while i'll show up on the channel i was on the rings of power shows and i was on the kenobi shows every once in a while i'll show up um uh, og show not there yet but promising <laughs> that's right, that's right. i think it's i think it's gonna i think it's gonna go up yeah, I think so too. I think so too. We're gonna we're gonna get some better stuff out of there. OG fifty five. Tell the folks uh, where they can find you and what you're up to. Well, I just want to thank you again, Jay, for inviting me on. It was an absolute pleasure and uh, talking uh, TV shows with you guys, uh, Michael, Josh. Awesome, just talking shop with you guys as well. Uh, you could you could find me on uh, YouTube at Orange Grove fifty five, where I do mostly theme park stuff, but I dip into TV, movie, streaming as well, nerd culture. Uh, check me out again orange grove 55 and it's been an honor serving with you all <laughs> <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> gotta work a little universal in there every once in a while right? um yeah so i will tell you i will tell you this about uh loved michael has one of the, the most fun shows that you can that i've ever been on i love being on michael's show because they're so fun og has one of the best rational viewpoints in the in an unrational Diz Twitter world. <laughs> um, and, I, and, I, and I love being on OG's show to talk about the rational business aspects of Disney and the cool uh, creativity of their parks. Fantastic stuff there. Josh Taylor. Thank you. Where can people find you and what are you up to? I thought you were going to be like, Josh Taylor doesn't do any of that. <laughs> not great at it. Yeah, so the show's uh, over. Everybody, yeah, have a good day. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> these days is mostly YouTube, uh, although you can find me. You can find, like, all the old episodes of the podcast as well um, if you search them out. But uh, YouTube.com slash Modern Mouse, where I do a lot of video essays about uh, everything under the Disney umbrella which continues to grow. So for me, that's fantastic. Uh, but for the entertainment world, it's a little scary sometimes. Um, but uh, recently I did a video um, Halloween special talking about what I believe is the most important episode of The Simpsons, the most important Treehouse of Horror episode. Uh, I also recently did a video about um, John Carter, looking at it 10 years later and what that meant for the film industry. Um, after that and then i'm working on a couple of new ideas the video essays are going to be adding some fun new elements uh coming up really soon so uh the next video that i've got coming out in november is gonna be special and i don't know if i want to give anything away necessarily but i'm definitely going to be talking about at least a couple of different movies in one um, but I'll be talking about one of my favorite films from this year, which was Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Oh, nice. That was a well, great, right. that was a great. funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and the thing about Josh is Josh and I have been really good friends for about the same amount of time. Michael and I have been friends and, uh, he's subtly always trying to convince me to become a socialist. And I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just teasing him because he's a good buddy of mine. But no, he, he does some of the best video essays. If you want to watch a video essay that like actually dives deeper into the cultural aspects of Disney um, properties, particularly films, um, you can't. It doesn't get better than Josh Taylor's videos right there. So go check out Josh Taylor for those reasons. He had to go and move to California right when I moved to Colorado. <laughs> We swapped. 
Ships in the night, my friend. We we wipe get squat. Out of California, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Well, it was an absolute pleasure uh, podcasting with you all, or or doing a live show with you all here, depending on where people are watching or listening from. Um, so thanks a lot, everybody. Go support these people. I love them all, um, and we will see them on a future episode. Thanks for joining us live. Talk to you all later. Bye. <laughs>